Okay, so uh, in my spiel now, You're last gonna do time, the intro? yeah, so when last time I introduced you guys, you guys like had this awkward pause. So this time, like, say something. Say hi. Say something. I say hi. You got to get your yeah. sign on. Yeah, you got to get your sign on uh, set down. Oh. All right. Okay. Okay. So. Wait, 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 wait. Let me. I know. I'm putting a lot of pressure on you. I think you've got to start wondering, what the hell is this plot? Hello and welcome to A Game of Zones, the dedicated fantasy hockey podcast following the 32-team dynasty format Westerosi Hockey League. Coming to you live on Discord, stopping first at the best port city in the north, whether you call that White Harbor or Vancouver, Canada, is the GM of the Tridents, Jake. Joining me today, the Prince of Purple, Pope of the Church of Lungfist, Commissioner of the League, Euler sympathizer and one half of the High Garden Roses. It's Dave. Hello, friends. And the premier of New Brunswick, the man who can't take a hint but knows how to draft him. Second in our Chris's, but first in our hearts from Old Volantis, it's Chris. Hi, everybody. I'm Chris. This is there, that's better. This is a strong, established introductions. Okay. Uh, so, first topic uh, League updates isn't really one. Uh, we've moved to two hours, and it seems to... I have a league update. Good. Oh, yeah. First share, your, share your league update. So many of you may have noticed that the podcast was supposed to start at oh, 2 p.m. Atlantic time. We're just a little late. Why don't we talk about that first, Jake? What do you think's yeah. going on? Yeah, going on yeah it, uh, unfortunately, the entire province of British Columbia has been shut down for the last half hour, so we had to just respect there's that. A, there's a mysterious alarm shortage. Yeah. Yeah, but surprisingly, it's not affected anybody else on the planet. No, as as but my my alarm deficit is just oh, it's never been worse. Okay, okay so let's I, move I, on I, to topic number two. <laughs> okay, okay. So topic number one. Adjust, adjust I, them accordingly. Topic number one. I'm a piece of shit. Topic number oh. two. League updates. Uh, we moved to the two-hour timer. It seems to be going really well. As soon as the draft is done, we're going to open up trading, and we'll have a period of time before we do our inaugural prospect draft. And that's really exciting. And I think that's it. So I also think that's it. Yeah. All right. Good. I'm glad to get. I'm glad we have a quorum of decisions that that's it. Dave, uh, what do you think? Is that it? I believe so. But I'm aware. All right. Okay. Perfect. Carry on. So Stanley Cup picks. I want to know who you guys have in the final four. Who's gonna? What's gonna be the the matchup, and who's gonna win? You want to say who I think will win, or who I want to be there? Who you think will win? I don't want to know mm. your hopes and dreams. I want to know the cold hard facts. I had a hard time not picking Tampa. To be totally honest with you, I really think they'll do it. Uh, I think it's Vegas, Tampa Bay in the final. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I want to say Tampa Bay as well. I don't. I don't think. I don't know to be honest, but like. I was thinking it was the winner of Colorado Vegas, but Tampa Bay just like their team's ridiculous. It's crazy. I mean, you, you better be crazy if you're gonna be 18 million over the cap. Yeah, you have to be. <laughs> I wonder if is that gonna is that gonna be? I don't think that's gonna end up as big of a deal when we remember them winning this year as it is right now. It will for me. Oh, okay. 
That's an absolute joke. That, that, that's something that we just allowed to happen. Are you telling me Kucherov couldn't have come back earlier? Even for one game, but why would he? Yeah. Game one playoffs? Like, come on. Yeah, the the Montreal versus New York Islanders would be funny. It's like the how did you get here cup. I mean, like, I hate to say it, but like, the Islanders are always like crazy slept on. Like, they're a good team. They're a very good team. As I just learned to my own demise as a Bruins fan. I think Barry yeah. Trotz is just a good team. <laughs> the Islanders literally shut up the Rangers four times this year. Like, I'm... I can't watch them. It just makes you too sad. So, I'm going to be boring. <laughs> I also think that, okay. that the Lightning are going to win. So, that, that wasn't as interesting as it could have been. Uh, it's just want to bet against Lightning right now. Yeah, that's just we could us. bring Ryan in here and he could tell us how Montreal is going to win 4 nothing if you would like. <laughs> no, we can all just imagine yeah. what that would sound like and then... We'll move on. Bot takes by Corey. What? Where's Corey? Where's Corey saying something? No, no, no. I could say no. I, oh, could, I said we could just bring Corey in second. here, and he could bet everybody that somebody's gonna win. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good too. There's yeah. a lot, there's a lot of material coming up now for future podcasts, so this is really good. I'm glad that the the creative juices are going. So, uh, we have two things to talk about today. Um, one is we're gonna revisit by popular demand the over-under draft position thing. We're not going to do this all the time, but it was pretty fun last week, so I picked some more. Uh, these two are going to try and settle the outstanding rivalry that they had from last week that Chris decisively won. And everyone in the comments, if you want to chat in the chat channel, the guys aren't going to watch it. So there's no... You can guess as much as you want. You're not going to spoil it. These guys can't watch. So, because Chris won... He is going to have to go first this time, and there are Every time? seven. No, no. You're still going to go back and forth, but there's an odd number, Okay. so you're going to go first. Oh, okay. Fair. So, first one we're going to talk about is Jeff Carter and Dustin Brown. Who went first? By how much? Oh, oh God. Oh, no. Okay. Um, Jeff Carter went first, for sure, I think. For, for sure, I think. Yeah. And, oh, I don't think it was that far away. But I want to say, like, uh, I want to say it was more than 100. Um, maybe 150. You're allowed to say that. Okay. 152, just so Dave can't come in and get a nice, like, 151. He has to go 153, and nobody wants to do that. No, or I'll go Jeff Carter, but I'll say 151 because I think he was closer to. Okay, wait. You said you said Jeff Carter went first. Yeah, but but by 151, so I'll take all the yeah. closer. Okay, and I say 152. Okay. Okay. Uh, Jeff Carter did go first. Uh, he went 571st overall to Yt to Ryan, and Dustin Brown yeah. went three rounds later, 632. Yeah. Oh, no. So that's about 60 picks. Two rounds. Actually, well, it's beginning of one round nope. and then end of another round. So it's okay. kind of between two and three. But it's certainly okay, so, less than 100. So Dave gets a point. Using my prices and right skills to my advantage. What do you figure Dustin Brown does next season? Because obviously he was a lot better this season than anyone thought. Um, no, he wasn't. He gonna... Yeah, he, he did good. He's he been doing like... well for like the last like four or five years in fantasy. Okay, so maybe I should rephrase that. People thought that this would finally be the year that Dustin Brown became more 
irrelevant, and he was not that. He continued to be fine. Is he going to be fine I for one more year? Uh, yeah, I think so. Last I think year, he... honestly, I looked at I looked on fan tracks at one point, or no, NHL.com, and he was leading the league in goals at one point. Yeah, he was. And it made no sense. Yeah. And that's what I mean. That's what I mean. It was kind of like he had a surprising, like he had a really good year. Like, Sorry, I interrupted Dave. Yeah, no, I was going to say, like, as long as he stays in the power play and then plays a ton of minutes, that's where he'll find his value. He was like, it looks like he was averaging like three minutes in the power play a game. Like, I don't think they have another net front guy either. Exactly. So he'll just bang up the goals on the power play. So he should, he should still produce. And he's owned by Runestone. So you have to think that's going to be someone he's going to want to flip. All right. Next one. We're going to move on to goalies. This is Matt Murray and Martin Jones. Who went first? Who swallowed the bitter pill first? Go for it, Dave. There's no way. There's no way in hell Matt Murray didn't go first, right? He had to have gone first. He had to have, and by a while. Matt Murray by two fifty. Matt Murray by two fifty. So who get like if we get it wrong here? Mm-hmm. What? Uh, do you, do, do we you... get a point if we're close or no? That's not how it works. No, I think it's a a prerequisite. You have to get the order to to gain access to points, and then you can get the point if you're the one that's closer. I don't know why, but I want to undercut Dave. But I have a weird feeling that I should be overcutting Dave. What does that even mean? <gasps> um, I'm going to say Murray, because that seems like the logical order. Ooh. Uh, I'm going to say... I'm going to say less than 250. So I'm going to say 249. All right. So Oh, but oh, we do now, John, because the guys can't see the chat. So I oh. am your voice and representation. John was saying that uh we don't talk about what goes on on the live cast channel, but now we do. So well, that's just your that's your job. We're not So looking. we had a few guesses. Oh, Cole dear. says Murray by 150. Now, oh, Chris yeah, you were on the short side of 250, right? You went under. Yeah, well, what's that? That's like six six rounds. No, yeah. Yeah. Seven, eight, eight rounds, basically, yeah. is what I'm guessing yeah. for. So, Matt Murray did go first. That that makes a lot of sense. 433rd, 14th oh, round God. to Arsenal. And Martin Jones went 732 in the 24th. Did Dave win that one, too? He did. What's the number? What's the number? 299. Yeah. Big spread. That was a close one. Let's go. I think the Good order job, there is definitely right. Like, Matt Murray has more of a chance to get his, his game together again. But 300 picks is a lot. I thought he went kind of early. So, I think I think Murray was one of the last not awfully contract. I mean, he does have an awful contract, but not old and. What's he making? Contract. Sorry, six twenty-five. What? Why did I think it was four? No, he's in the six. Weird. John is John's okay. confirming in the chat that it's six twenty-five. Yeah. Well, I'm awful glad I don't have him. Then. <laughs> <laughs> And then Martin Jones Dude, for the last Marowski. Martin Jones for the last three years has posted an eight nine eight. Oh, incredible consistency. Good. Incredible consistency. 
Man, Dave, you're running away with this one. I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. All right. So next one up, we got some role players. Which one of these guys? Scott Lawton or Noel Achari? Oh, that one's tough. Yeah. I'm trying to like. I want to say they were close, but like, that doesn't make doesn't make sense saying they were close really because then like, why do we care and why is this being brought up? Mm. So I feel like something egregious happened, but I don't know what. Oh, I'll say Lawton by like two rounds. So I'll say like sixty. It's a pretty reasonable take. Mm. It's a pretty lukewarm take. I, I I have no idea where to go with that, so I'm just going to be exactly just like, well, I'm just going to say something that's like in the middle. I'm going to say, wait, wasn't it my turn to go first? No, it's mine because I won again. No, I, that's not I, how I don't think that's how work. it works, but you... Uh, you, you it should be, because like, I sh- you should have the advantage for one second if I get that round right. Wow. Right? Dave's really I'm, I was falling gonna, on the sword here. I was going to say Lawton by, I don't know, what did Dave say, 60? 60. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say 62. It sets us up for a potential like 50-50. It's a 61. I'll cry. <laughs> so I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to calculate this. Hold on. Uh oh. Because I just wrote the numbers. I didn't do the math. Okay. All right. It, it's not. It's not 61. I'll tell you that. Sad. So Scott Lawton went in the 11th round, 334th, and Noel Achari went in the 15th round, 450. Ah, so that's a spread that of uh, 116. Yeah. So who we got in the chat? Hey, Dave. Who would have won that? Cole, what did you say, Cole? You said by 300. You're not closer. <laughs> John, John is closer. Closer than what? <laughs> John said by 90. So John gets a point for that one. Oh my god. Okay, so the last four are kind of meant to be um, like quick picks. So rather than doing deep cuts of these guys who went really late, these are guys who were picked in like the first three rounds. Oh. So there's going to be a lot of kind of comparable talent, and I want you to tell me who was drafted first, and again, by how much. So okay, who, let's this, who, this who get is going first then? Because now it's it's two to one, and it should be. Dave now. So I guess we just what? we just did two in a row. Well, right? Yeah, I was like, wait. I feel it like should, I feel it should like be Dave. Was... Dave didn't do the rules properly. I don't <laughs> make them. I just enforce them. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm just gonna like give my reason here. I think the person who got the previous round right should go first because going second is an advantage. So yeah, if you get the round right, the advantage should go to the other person. It's like that, curling. That's why I was going to We're not curling on Dave. We're playing fast. I'm saying that's like like objectively makes more sense. Okay. Alright. Well, you know what? You know, I'm gonna anarchy. We're gonna do that. So whoever won is gonna go first, which makes it, this makes us Chris. So Chris is gonna have to go first. When? The two players, the two players, are Line A and Ealers. Who went first? Uh, ooh, I don't. Ealers. Okay, by how much? I thought we weren't deep diving. Um, All right. I, okay. I mean, I guess that's, we'll do that if it's a tiebreaker. How about we'll do that? Okay. I I want to say Ehlers? fifteen. Okay. So you're saying Ealers went first. Yeah, All right. by half a round or so. Also, okay, I'll go Ehlers by, by 16. All right, well, Ehlers did not go first. So I went. Line A went first. 
Dude, no, no. <laughs> you don't win. Line A went at 42nd overall, and Ehlers went at 50th. Wow. Yeah. On purpose? Did somebody, <laughs> should we rewind the draft? As planned. <laughs> on purpose. Wow. I, huh. Yeah. It's not egregious. It's not egregious, right? Like we're, we're at the beginning, people are evaluating talent as they want to evaluate talent. And, and forgetting about first. talent at the same time. I went first. Interesting. Hmm. So next one. Oh, that's, that's, that's crazy. Next one. So I guess this means that Chris is going to go first again because no one won. It's curling rules. The hammer pushes. So, oh my god. This is stupid. Okay, let's go. All right. <laughs> Seth Jones and Darnell Nurse. Who went first? Oh no. Um. Hmm. I want to say nurse. For sure. Um, but I don't think there was that much spread. Um, like. No, maybe there was. Maybe it's by like fifty. All right. I want to say, uh, no. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, nurse by about twenty-five. Okay. Oh my god, you're actually kidding. I was, I was like, I'm sitting here thinking nurse by thirty. Um. Oh my god. Is that? But now, do I think he went twenty-five picks like closer to nurse, or do I think he went after that? I think nurse went late for some reason. No, I, I, I see, and I think the opposite. I thought nurse went like the end of the first round or something. Like he went higher than I thought. He was going to go. Um, I will actually go nurse by 30 like I was thinking. Okay. Oh my god. And got a lot of activity in the chat with this one. Um, we got Kevin thinking that it was nurse by two rounds. Uh, we got John thinking that Jones went first. We got Cole thinking that Jones went first. Ooh. And uh, Cole, jo- Cole with the I hot think... take of nurse going at the Bottom of the fifth. No, he went at the bottom of the second. Like, I thought he was Nurse went bottom of the second. So, I just don't know where Jones went. Nurse did indeed go at the bottom of the second, 59th overall. 100%. Seth Jones. Both of these guys, big right shot, pending UFAs. Is Nurse a right shot? Pending UFAs, big fat contracts coming up. Jones went 11 picks earlier, 48. Oh. That's really? two that I should I should get it here. I'm so close. <laughs> well, you uh, like, yeah, you're just get yeah, you're just getting free points here, Dave. Yeah. Oh, I'm not also getting points. Yeah, they, you, both, you both said. Just keep my lead of one. Yeah. I okay. did. Geez, that's okay. Interesting. So the next real interesting. We have two young centers in New York. We have huh? Matt Barzal, and we have. Nico Hischer. Don't ever call New, New Jersey, New York again. <laughs> the state. Don't ever. The state. Ever. The state. Same accent. New Jersey's own state. Barely. Is it? What? No. New Jersey's own state. I thought that was a thing that it wasn't. No, no, New Jersey's no, own state. It's oh, state yes. it's They're just like. All right. You're right. You leave New York City and you immediately see, see like Newark and it's just a shithole. Yeah. Oh yeah. New Jersey Turnpike. You do the Turnpike right into Shitsville. 
Yeah, oh yeah, it's crazy. And the airplanes just, like, fly over the road for some reason. Yeah. Even East Rutherford is pretty garbage. Um, so, so after exposing very badly how little I know about, like, northeastern U.S. states and the little cluster that they are, we have two centers who are young, who are in the the Atlantic division. No, I think Barzell went first. Anyways, who, who went first? Barzell. Okay. All right, you're saying Barzell. By how much? Dave, do you also say Barzell, or do you say he sure? I'm not going to lie. I'm, like, kind of on the fence. Like, because I want to say... Oh, you, you, can, you, you finish, and I'll, I'll, just, I'll, I'll explain my, my thinking afterwards. Uh, I'm going to say Barzell by 10. 10. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm going to get, like, pretty risky here, but here's, like, my thought process. The reason Jake picked this is because even though Barzell produces more, someone picked Heischer first. So I'll take Heischer by 10. Oh, wow. So Matt Barzal went 115th overall. This is a guy who I think has two more years at 7 million. And then he's an RFA again. Nico Hishier went one pick earlier. Yes. 114 wow. overall. Interesting. So Bear Island had the choice, and they chose to pick Hishier. I think Dave wins already. I'm not playing this game anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Kev was right in the chat. Kev knew that Hishier went first, but his spread was way too big. All right. We're still going to do this last one. So this right. is two young left wingers, at least played as left wingers. One of them uh, a Calder finalist, the other one a very high draft pick. Jason Robertson and Tim Stutzler. Who went first? All right, so I go first, I think. Yes. Yes. By um, Dave Chris. If I know since I'm up two, I can't lose. Yeah. So if you get the guy right and you get him within ten spots, I'll give you the win for today. Oh, okay. I'll wow. take that. Wow. That is that is the setup to a punchline I'm looking forward to. So Dave, oh, put it on the line. Put it on the line. I'm not gonna lie. I, I, I kinda forgot. Like so it's it's uh, Robertson and Susla? Yep. Okay. Uh Robertson went first. I don't know by how many. Uh, Who went first? Who did you say went first? Robertson. I remember Robertson going in the back end. I think. Yeah. I, I, can't, he, I think he went like late second or early third. I have to be within ten. Yeah, I'm gonna say Robertson by by ten. I'm gonna say, ooh. I'm gonna say Robert. You were saying Robertson by ten? Yeah. So I have to win this and be within ten. Is the yeah, idea? Yeah. So you have. So I'm gonna I... say Robertson by twenty. I'm gonna cry. I give so... you too many because I. So I'm gonna say Robertson by twenty. So... Oh. Jason Robertson went 49th overall, middle of the second I... round. As you guys knew. Well, I, I read. Hold on. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I read giving you ten spots means I give you really twenty. Is ten. This, I'm giving you ten either way or five either way. Yeah, but I also have to beat you though, right? I, well, I guess. Yeah. So, 
So sorry. I mean, I you didn't say that, but I just assumed that was a thing. Let's let's all agree to the terms here. So, Dave, are you saying that when you said a ten pick spread, you mean plus or minus five? No, he meant plus or minus ten. <laughs> <laughs> like an absolute moron. All right. Uh, well. Oh dear. Did I get it? Tim Stutzla went thirty picks later than oh, Jason Robertson. Oh my so, god, I won! So, <laughs> so Chris, with his bold claim of twenty, is within ten. Is is this week's champion? And I think that makes him the winner. I'm gonna cry. Ten exactly. It's hard being oh this good, god. Dave. I don't know what to tell you, man. <laughs> Dave, that was Look very generous. Thirty picks later, that was uh, looking okay. up. He did say if he's within ten, that was his. That no, was his rule. No, no, no. I, I'm giving that to you, but I wish I didn't. That's I don't know, Dave. Call. Some people got it. Some people don't. Man, I don't know what to tell you. The setup and the punchline. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> uh, John did kill it. We should say the chat. The chat is recognizing that Cahor did quite a good job at this game. I think he probably would have beat Chris. I didn't keep track, but no, no, he wouldn't. Have. Oh, here we go. All no. right, so we'll have to do we'll have to redo <laughs> this one when John is eventually a guest on the episode or on the podcast later. We'll have to do some version of this and settle this. Okay, but, yeah, good idea. Right, yeah. Chris. Okay. Um, yeah. When, when when John comes on, maybe maybe we're teaming up. You two are teaming up against me. Okay, that's fine. No, no you no. We have team up with him. He's oh. like he's like undoubtedly better than us. We need to team up to have a chance. No, no well, I mean, regardless, regardless, to Kingdom Come. <laughs> Dave, John and I are playing you. Dave is just trying to hitch his wagon to someone no, that he knows is better at this game. Oh, oh don't say he did better. Like, don't say he did better. <laughs> okay. Dave, look at the score, man. It's 2 0. Oh, oh my God. That's that's... Like you. I don't know why you decided to hand you. <laughs> Does it go down in history that Dave gave me the win? No, it yeah. just goes down in history that I won. Hey, I'm, a generous, I'm a generous man. You are. Yeah, I appreciate that. I wouldn't have given it to you. I could have sat here, sat on my horse, picked a random time, and won three two. But yeah. I made it interesting, and it came and bit me in the ass. But let's I just say I did go first five times out of seven, though. That yeah, is true. Well, that's, I mean, like that's Dallas. That's because yeah, we're so bad we couldn't get it. All right, I'll, I'll get one right or five maybe. Did, did we do seven or five? We did seven. Okay, we did seven. Cool. Like, why, dude? Why would you say that? <laughs> John wasn't even here at the end of the start. Yikes! John, he, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna Wait. be honest with you. He says I was eyeing all these guys, so I remember. How was he eyeing Barzal? Wait, There's no, no John, way. No, John was here at the start. Hang was left for draft. Yeah, that's right. Oh yes. Okay. Okay. Who was yeah, it? There's two people in here that didn't, though, right? There's two people that joined late. Yeah, so actually, I think there's a couple. Oh yes, he did draft Brady Kachak. Yeah, because flea bomb, overall. Flea bomb changed. Um, River Run, uh, Runestone, Runestone four. Runestone was Matt. Yeah, yeah. Miss, miss that guy. One thing that I skipped that I didn't mean to skip was uh the draft pick props segment. Ah, Ryan with the gif. That's right. That's the Runestone. Yeah, <laughs> Ryan remembers. Average um, Farm remembers. Any any picks? In the recent past, that you want to give someone, I yeah, I had three that I looked right. up. Hang on. Are you actually going to give me the credit you gave me earlier? You're going to give me that live? Oh no, I skipped that. Oh great. Oh, no, I'll get. No I'll evidence. give it to you. Hang on. Yeah. No, no, I'm not giving it to you. Oh. 
Um, I was so cohort, I think it is now. That's Mir, is that right? Yeah. Um, Nestorenko was number one on my list. I could, uh, I can appreciate that. There's a lot of guys with still with big upside that are still there, or not big upside, but some upside, I should say. Um, another one, Corey picked Ian Scott. Ian Scott was still like listed in the top 15 goalie prospects, and Toronto's goalie depth is not very good. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's had some injury history, but I think he could come back and do fine. Like a lot of goalies, just take longer to develop. And let me keep scrolling. There was one up higher. Jonathan Gruden, terrible pick. Let me keep going. Oh, not get out. Um, there it is, Sunspear. Um, he took Brett Murray for Buffalo. He is huge. And it, he's not that old. I think he's 22, 23, and he's just starting to put up big numbers in the AHL. And like, like bigger guys always take longer always take to develop. Longer. Yeah. Um. So I think he has an opportunity to crack the lineup. It's like a probably like a top nine guy somewhere. I don't know how much he'll produce, but he should be. He should be an NHL player. I would say. Dave, good. I'm really sick. Of uh, of giving cohort props every time we do this, but I really wanted uh, Evgeny Oxantiuk. I was pretty sad when he took him. I think like a couple picks before my next one. That was pretty uncool. I like that pick a lot. Um, there are, there are a few. Uh, Robert Plankytown took Tyler Wall, goalie prospect from New York. Obviously, like not a great situation in New York behind just Durkin, but I think Tyler Wall was. Very good. He's been very good in college. I like him to possibly do something later on. Um, I had another one. Akurati is actually an interesting pick. I do like that one actually quite a bit. He's like, quite decent. He's been like like fairly good in Finland. I think that's all I had for now. I'm sure there are other ones that I missed, but that's pretty good. Yeah. Jake, um, my my prospect depth is being pushed, so. My my props are more just acknowledging when someone high up in my queue was then taken. So I have to give one to both of you guys. Uh, yeah. Landon Slaggart was a guy that I had, and uh, Chris had told me on Discord. Uh, he was he was saying, "Oh, these are my next two picks," and I said, "Oh, this is great." So I'm gonna I'm gonna draft Slaggart. That's what I thought. And then about two minutes before his pick, he's like, "I changed my mind. I found this guy named Landon Slaggart. He looks great." I was like, "Thanks, Chris." This is the guy I, uh, did, I knew who he was. I just decided. I, know, right I, know, I, I know. was like, "No." So he got bumped over the guy that you were going to take, and it was right before I was going to take him. So I have to acknowledge that. Uh, and then another guy I had pretty high up on my queue. Not that I know too much about him, but Carl Henriksen. Uh, yeah. Canada. So uh, the roses scooped that guy at the other end of the draft. You cannot give me a Rangers prospect like Carl Henriksen. I expect him to not take him when, yeah. when he's there for me. Yeah, especially, you know, at that position. That's a good pick. I was going to pick him. Yeah, Rangers notoriously bad center depth. You need management. Decent in Ferlunda. So those are my two. I want to give props to Carter Berger, too, because that's just a sweet name. So that was the other thing. So because um, I had an alarm deficit, what we're going to have to do another time is I was going to go through and we're going to do another segment. And the segment is... NHL prospects or like EA generated fake name, and you guys got to tell oh, me gone. if these guys oh, are like fake names or if they were real prospects. So you can't study it. You can't go back and like try and remember all these names. But I'm gonna pick right. out some of the the choice gentlemen that have been drafted so far, and we're gonna see if you can pick them out of a lineup. 
as we get further and further into our deep cuts. So that'll be a post. Craig Smith, real or fake? Yeah, I think that's that's just a guy that it's just an accountant, right? That's just yeah, a... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, we're off, sorry. All right, so we'll look forward to that. Oh, I took I took Don Gruden uh, mostly because of the football coach. So like, I'm already getting to a point where it's like, if your name's cool, I might just take you. Well, I took both lungs like after each other, so I got a yeah. uh, a set of lungs. Uh, lung Krantz was I, I I don't feel strongly about him, but I did want him, and I thought it would be funny to draft two guys named Lung right after each other. So I got my pair of lungs. But that's where we're at. At least that's where I'm at. Uh, hopefully some people can sympathize with that level of desperation. So, on to the main event of today, which is talking about pending RFAs and UFAs that have been drafted. Taking a look at the teams that have drafted them and trying to figure out, are they in a good situation to retain these talented people? Or are they in a bit of a pinch? I don't like where this is going. And so, the first one is Tampa Bay. <laughs> so we'll start roughly by um, oh. cap hit. And we'll just talk about the teams that have drafted these free agents. First one up. Is this a competition? Because I'm going to win. Um, No, I don't think I can turn this into a competition. <laughs> I don't think I can. I think I just have to appreciate the both of your opinions for what they provide. Okay. In a, a collaborative effort. Interesting. Okay, yeah. I can collaborate with Dave. Yeah. So the first, uh, the first player we'll talk about is Alex Ovechkin, drafted to the Riverland Reds. So Ovechkin currently has a 9.5 million cap hit, and Riverland also has to sign Carlo, Fabro, Bertuzzi, Dermot, and Blake Coleman. So what kind of space do you think those other guys are going to take up? And what do you think Ovechkin signs for? Let me get his team up here really quick. What team is it? Uh, Riverland Reds. Try not to look at his... If you go into the fan tracks, um, the cap space isn't shown until the bottom. Try not to look at how much cap space he has, because we'll talk about okay. that as a separate thing. Okay. Ooh. And then, of course, um... all of these guys, their current cap hit is already calculated to what the cap hit is. So whatever space Riverland has is on is basically any additional salary that these guys are going to get on top of what their current deal is. So that's more significant for Fabro and for Dermot, who are on their ELCs, compared to Bertuzzi, who was already making some money. I, I think Fabro Fabro's only getting one or two million. Yeah. He's on a bridge, because they, they scratched him in the playoffs, I, I'm assuming, because they wanted to keep his... Cap it down. I don't think he gets like anything close to three. I think he's probably two million ish. Dermot, ooh, Dermot sucks. Um, mm. <laughs> I don't think Dermot gets a big contract either. I think he's like one and a half, maybe one yeah. one and a half million. Um, <laughs> Carlo might get three or four, but I think he's already around there. He's I just about three. Carlos, Carlos, good. I like Carlo. He's like super steady. Um, Coleman's getting. F- or maybe even more, depending where he goes. I think. Mm. Um, and then who's the yeah, last one? Uh, Bertuzzi. Tyler Bert. Oh, that one's really hard because he was injured all year. But I think so was Carlo was injured for a lot of the year too. I think. Um, what does Bertuzzi make now? Like three, 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 three and a half. half. 
Three and a half. Okay. And let's just pull up Carlo. Carlo makes two point eight. So Carlo's gonna get a raise. John is quite quite literally reading my mind right now. Yeah. What's John saying? Oh, I'm. I can open the chat now. I guess. Yeah. Bertuzzi gets four and a half to five. Coleman I don't... four and a half. Carlo at four. Yeah, yeah. I think he. I think he does. I don't think. I don't know if Coleman gets four and a half. I think he'll be more like four. Yeah. But it, a team could go higher depending on if there's a bidding war for him. Carlo four also seems high to me, but I don't. Well, I was, th I was thinking four for Carlo, or like, like three and a half four. I was thinking three and a half. Yeah, that I'd say he's about he's about on the nose. I I don't think Fabro gets. I think he just said Fabro gets plus one and a half. But yeah, that would put Fabro at two and a half, and I don't no, think Fabro's getting two and a half. You 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 might not know uh, our Lord and Savior David Poyle. He's getting one and a half or two maybe <laughs> if he's lucky. <laughs> Yeah, for six, for seven years. So if we go kind of by that rough approximation that people are sort of agreeing to with Car everyone, everyone kind of getting a little bit more, that maths out to maybe about six or seven million on top of uh, their current contracts. So what do you think Ovechkin signs for dollar-wise? He's making 9.5. Do I dare say he goes lower than he is now? He's, I don't think he's getting over 10, or I don't think he'll ask for over 10. No. Maybe he will. I had heard rumblings that he would ask for, like, over 12. You're kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, I think it also depends on what Washington's cap situation is like, because I, I don't think Ovi takes... Like, if they can't afford that, I don't think he's going to go for it. I don't know, though. Do you think, do you think he asked for too much? Washington just tells him to, like, screw off? No. No. Washington. No, I don't think they can. He demands. I think they'll give him fourteen if he asks for it. He fourteen demands, what? Fourteen million. Fourteen million. <laughs> well, no, there's no way. Yeah, I think they would. I would not be like, surprised. I, I want to say he's getting ten. I don't like. I don't know how much higher he'd go. I think if he signs for two, he's going to make at least eleven. I was, I was just going to say eleven, actually. Like, if he, if he signs for more than two, deal. then maybe it, it goes a, it down a little bit, but. I, my heart's telling me 10. Stingy. That's the David Poyle in you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he's also negotiating by himself. So, like. Yeah, but that worked really well for Backstrom. Backstrom did that. It worked really well for um, Doughty. Make it 11. Obviously, different situations. Plus, but... plus if he, he walks into the 11, they say, no. He goes, cool, I'll leave. What are you going to yeah. do about it? Doughty's kind of a bit of a wiener, though. I don't know. Is he always a wiener? Yeah, I don't like him. I, I agree. So, I just don't like how he chirped Brent Burns. That was fucked after he just played for Team Canada with him. Oh. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I want to say 10, maybe 10 and a half for Ovi. I don't think he goes too much more. I I saw Washington was budgeting 11 for him, though. Yeah, I can see him doing 11. So the Reds have 9.1 million in cap with a full bench. Which means yeah. that's that right to eleven. If we budget what we think all of his UFAs are going to get and what we think Ovechkin is going to get, I think he can probably do it. I think that's, he's not. That's almost exactly zero. Bad. That's actually crazy. Who's on his bench though? Uh, TVR, Tenorti, Lebushkin, Bogosian. He actually he's got he's got a ton on his bench. He's got too many on his bench. So all that he's salary a bench is actual wazoo. 
his bench, he, they all need to get sent to minors. So he's got even more than nine points something. He's probably got close to like 11 or 12. Point is, I think the Reds did pretty good. I think he's going to be all right. Yeah. Signing all his guys. Yeah. Great cap. Great cap management, really. Yeah. But he also has, say, Marco Rossi in a in a spot. So that depends on if he makes the team. Probably like 60% sure that he's going to. But still. Who does he have in his minors? Like, Cal Cauley. We can't do a whole team analysis every time. I know. I'm just looking. But all like, right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> he better hope one of his goalies doesn't get injured, though. Because I will have one of those three. <laughs> I will have one, please. Okay, keep going. Sorry. All right. So. Lick, licking my lips over here. Next up is the Nuge. Right, Nuge and Hopkins. Signed to $6 million in real life and owned by the River Run Blackfish who notoriously were cap tight very early in the draft. So River Run also has to sign Duclair and Gusev. Uh, and that's it. Gusev currently... Not bad anymore, though, is it? They love money. This is Cat. So yeah, this is Cat now. Gusev, very similar to Pat. Gusev has a weird... He, he still has his full thing, $4 million on fan tracks. So when you account that Gusev is probably going to be making less than four million, Gusev is getting uh, zero. He says. <laughs> <laughs> Gusev is getting uh, zero. Uh, she's got uh, just under. I want to say two. I'm going to double check that under two million in cap. So what do you think RNH is going to sign for? <laughs> I'm going to say eight. Whoa. Whoa. I I think he gets eight if he goes to eight. Big number. What are you fucking talking yeah. about? Yeah, I think he gets eight. To be honest, no way. There's no way. Well, like who would is I like? He's making six now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, think think about who else signed for eight in free agency. Matt Duchesne. Like that's comparable. Yeah, but like, but, but like, Newton Hopkins is, is coming out, coming out on a bad contract here. Like it's not like he like played well this year. Wasn't Newton Hopkins over a point per game last year? The year before like, that, he was ago? quite good. Yeah, like two years removed. But this year, he was schmacked. He's not good. But does that matter? But who, when you're a who was he, who was he playing with this year, though? Yamamoto. Yamamoto had a pretty bad uh, sophomore slump. Yeah, he was a, like Nuge was at a point about a point per game last year, and this yeah. year, like this year, he was fine. He was playing with Yamamoto, who's who's a poopy faced tomato nose, and okay, yeah. who was hey, who was his other line mate? Was it? I thought it was Drusilla. Yeah, Pugliarvi for a bit. Yeah. Like, I think he had Chase on maybe for a bit. I, oh, good was, line mate. Was RNH actually a center this year? I thought that he was playing on the wing for a good part of it. I mean, he bounces he bounces around, but. He played like I'm not gonna lie. Drysaddle did spend more time with McDavid this year than he usually does. I think from watching Edmonton games, like they'd start the lines sometimes with like McDavid as one C, Drysaddle as two C, and then Nuge on one on Dry's wing. But then they'd move Drysaddle up with McDavid, and then Nuge would be two C, and then sometimes Nuge was three C. Like it was all over the fucking place. Also, shuffle their lines eight times a game. I don't honestly know what I'm watching sometimes. Yeah, I'm looking him up on. Dauber 
and the the line combos are are just everywhere. Like, you throw me on McDavid's line, I can score sixty points. But you throw you um, throw McDavid with Nugent Hopkins line line mates, and he's gonna score sixty points. Yeah, Tippett is a man who's <laughs> earth. Cole is backing me up that he wasn't really playing as a C that much. So I I think he got decent time with either Dreisaitl or McDavid throughout the year, and he managed like well, thirty five points. How many how many face offs was was he taking? That'll be like the he That's took. Took 160. That's not a, a lot. Yeah. That's yeah, that's a lot. a lot less than I thought. So you've got cool. a glorified... Nuge McDavid, Pugliarvi, Cassian, Nuge McDavid. <laughs> Nuge Archibald McDavid, what is that? What a line. Nuge McDavid, Pugliarvi, Ennis, Nuge, Pugliarvi. That's all over the fucking place. Like, yeah. Nuge Yamamoto Cahoon. Oh my god. What a line. Why Yamamoto is not playing as better? <laughs> so, despite all this, despite shitting on Ryan for the last little while, he's still going to make more than yeah, six, right? Oh, he'll, that's like what, that's, that's why what I'm saying. He'll. I think he's above seven somewhere. That's why I said eight. So he, here's, I, I'm saying six and a half, seven. And I'm saying six seven and a half, half eight. eight. I, I think the, and the reason I say six and a half, seven, is because I would. I'm I'm quite confident Eugene Hopkins stays in Edmonton. And he can't take much more if Edmonton's gonna like not be an absolute garbage team again. And by garbage team, I mean garbage team for the playoffs where they have like actually no depth. Mm-hmm. He needs to throw him a bone at least a little bit. Six and a half, seven does it. Any more than that, and you're getting. I think I think he still gets lucky stays. Like, and I do think he'll stay. I think they'll do everything possible to keep him, unless he like, unless he really wants the eight million in free agency. But I think he likes being in Edmonton. So he's one of like the main culture guys there. With the roster as is, with Eric Robinson, Robinson, and Andy Green on the bench, Cat has. Negative one million in cap space, but has Gusev making four point five. And Gusev. There's a good chance Gusev makes around that much for SKA St. Petersburg. (laughs) (laughs) I think Gusev gets a one million deal somewhere. Yeah. Florida. I mean, it depends. He wants like a one million deal here, or if he wants to go back to Russia and be an absolute god for Moscow or Petersburg. She, uh, I'm like, she also says says. Sorry, I'm trying to speak English here. She also has Seth Jarvis in a starting position. Yep. So that's gonna that's gonna that's gonna move. I don't think Jarvis makes a hurricane next year. I don't think there's any any room for him really, is there? <clears throat> I'm not like I don't have enough of the Hurricanes like forward lineup to Neater Nita Rider is still you... around next year and is yeah. next year. So you'd want Jarvis in a top six position somewhere, I'm assuming, or top nine, but there's yeah, literally no room there. Yeah, I was gonna say you can like put him top nine for now, but it's so he's still cool. he's still young, so I think he'll get a year in the AHL full year. And Cow, yeah, yeah, or yeah. Cot, whatever it is. Yeah, he he probably doesn't make it. Colorado's Kevin, way too Kevin Ball. So I, I think she probably has to shift things around a little bit, which so, will add to yeah. her cat. I do. I do want to go on record and like say how cool I thought it was that she came in and was just like, "No, I'll keep Bobrovsky." Yeah. That was, that was a boss move. Yeah, that was, that was, that was a boss that was move. And to the league and be like, no, I'm going to do it because I'm going to make this work. Big that energy like, move. Fuck. Absolutely. So, like, if that doesn't strike fear to your heart, I don't know what does. She does have, like, she's set for D because Mitchell Miller's in the in the minors, though, so he could probably come up and play next year. 
Yeah, it's going to be true because I'm drafting the uh, non-white players, though Ethan Brown has some issues. Exactly. Didn't she, wait, is it her that has D'Angelo? No. no. That's the Lions of, uh, of the King's Landing. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. D'Angelo, like a third-round pick in this league for some reason. Miller is on by this team. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Cat very boldly has taken on this team and obviously in the later rounds has made her selections to try and turn it around, but I think she's going to get pinched a little bit with this big, valuable UFA in Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Bit of a pinch. But yeah, that's going to be tight. All right. So this next one is a double header. One is more exciting oh. than the other, though. Uh, over on Marahai, we've got Dougie Hamilton and Ooh. Brandon Saad. He was playing himself into a discussion, or was, with how he was playing for the Avs. So we got Hamilton making 5.75 and Saad making 6. And also to re-sign is Jacob Vrana. So oh. how much space Out. do you figure Marahai is going to need to accommodate these three guys? Hey, would you like to go first this time? Right? Yeah, Dougie's getting the absolute bag. Try not to look up you know what? how Actually, much cool. Marahai has, because we'll talk about that after you guys think about how much. Yeah, can, give me a second here. Cole has has said something. Doesn't anything... Mitchell Miller, like, no rights? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes, we, le we left him there because it was about the sixth time that Pat, right, Pat right, tried yeah. to rewind. Yeah, and, that, was, that was right. We punished Pat. Yes, yeah. because Pat tried to rewind the draft about eight times. So like, we Almost there time he picked. He would auto somebody. He would auto somebody he didn't want. We told him to fix it, and he he just didn't. So, yeah. so he he, he was able to. Miller he is Robert. the only owner of Miller's rights. Yeah. yeah. The Coyotes actually traded it to Pat. Okay, go ahead, Dave. Oh, I don't know what I'm saying now. Where were we? Mayor High. Yeah. Oh right, Doug yeah, Hamilton. I wasn't paying attention. Right, Doug Hamilton's getting the absolute bag. Yeah. What do you think he gets? I don't know. Eight and a half, nine. I was going to say nine, at least, yep. I was going to say nine. Nine <laughs> minimum, yeah. Yeah. 20 million um, for the three, says Kohor. So well, that, yeah, their okay. Current, their current hits, though, were 5.75 and 4 point something for Vrana, which is just around 10, and then Saad had six. So that's only really giving them net a raise of 4 million. How much more does this Vrana make? Oh, Vrana, Wait, is middle is middle stat still on his entry level contract next yes. year? Yeah. Okay. Why did I think he wasn't? I don't know. I think. Um, Vrana, I think gets five or six. I was going to say think. Five. Middle stat is an RFA coming up. He needs a new contract. Oh, he is. He needs yeah, I thought so. So I think after this season, he probably gets two or three. Especially because Buffalo is not going to have anything to do with cash space because Eichel is gone. Mm -hmm. The Rangers have Eichel. <clears throat> um, so, so like if you add Middlestad in there, I think yep. he needs like 23 million for the four of them. Okay. Which I think is... Saad gets five similar Saad, to what yeah. he's getting, honestly. Yep. I don't know. 28-year-old UFA coming off a $6 million contract and a good playoff performance. He'll get He'll get at least five. Yeah, Dougie's getting nine. Yeah, he's getting paid. So with um, you guys thinking around 24, that's about like 8 million-ish more than their current cap hits. Oh, Chris with with no more than four for Saad. Ooh, that's a low ball. 
feel like he's going to get yeah, more than that. So. It, this is David Poyle in disguise. <laughs> <laughs> I have no doubts in my mind. If you put him in UFA, he's getting absolute. He's getting paid. Well, I mean, he was on pace for 30 goals this year. Yeah, and like just because of the playoff points as well. Yeah. So. On pace for 30 goals this year, seven goals in the playoffs. I think he'll get five. I think he's on the overrated side, but I still think he gets some like absolute cash. And if he doesn't get five and he gets to free agency, he'll get five. Yeah. Or six. So Marahai has 18 million in cap left. Cool. Oh, they're laughing. They got space for oh, yeah. days. As space for days. A wise man once said, "Space for days." <laughs> it, it was you, Jake. It was you oh, that said wow. that. Oh, I do remember that time that I said that. So again, we're in a situation. Pretty good amount of cap. Marahide did pretty good. So next one to talk about. Is... Bunting needs. I'm sorry. Bunting, Bunting needs a needs contract. contract. Bunting will get a contract. That's <laughs> he it. Will, he will be thankful <laughs> for it. He will be paid a contract. Yes, that's about it, though. Bunting is. Getting... <laughs> He's getting two million. I don't. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. Three million. Nah. Nah. I give him ten bucks. This guy who's shot like over ten percent. His whole career, or not ten percent, like over twenty percent. He's played twenty games. Yeah, he can have free pizza and beer at the arena. That's it. Josh how how old is Bunting? Twenty five. Twenty five. He's twenty five. He's played twenty career NHL games. Yeah, he did okay, shooting thirty percent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he's he's not getting three million. He'll get a million. So okay, so Mirai has to budget. Two hundred fifty thousand dollars yeah, for that contract. <laughs> okay, he's pushing it. Uh, the next one that we'll talk about is Quinn Hughes. Oh, over on Astapor, also has a few RFAs to consider: Sorokin and Fiala. Uh-huh. Oh, Sorokin uh-huh. too. Hughes. Wait, didn't Sor- did Sorokin, Sorokin sign a contract? Or am I crazy? Yeah. Oh, let me check. I didn't think so. I made this a little while ago. No, Sorokin is just on the one-year, two-million-dollar deal. Oh, okay. Oh, that, maybe that's what I was looking at. So, um, yeah, that's good he, stuff, what, isn't it? What does he need for these three guys and their new deals? Is Getzlav Getzlav's so, UFA? Getzlav is currently incorporated in whatever cap is being calculated for Astapor and is a UFA. He's going to make a lot less. Yes. I still think he makes probably three or four. It yeah, sort of 100%. paid for how he's actually performing, but he's a captain and he's been there forever. So and they have the space. So they'll give him three or four. Quinn Hughes was poopy this year though. I don't know. Well he was poopy and sick. And then the whole Canucks were poopy and sick. Yeah. And then he still he still played pretty good even post COVID. I think the whole team got sick. I yeah, I I don't think Hughes might get like I have a weird feeling that Hughes might take a bridge. Oof. But I don't know. And he's, he's only 41 points. Yeah, but he's like, a, wasn't he a negative 95 in three games? That doesn't matter. Though. Yeah. That doesn't I matter feel like he takes a bridge for. Anyway. I, I feel like he takes like a three year bridge deal for like six or seven million. 
Yeah, that's For a weird John reason. Was saying, yeah, seven is probably the bridge that he'd be yeah. looking at, anyways. So who said that? Kahor. I don't know John, why I John talk, is, why do John's I talk, the same guy who just said why do, yeah, why do I talk to I you two when I just could be talking to one person and John and get the same get the same takes? Why am I doing this? Oh, we're just talking about as much as we do. It's on <laughs> war. It's, it's very frustrating. Because I just I. Because because here's the thing I have to listen to Jake and be respect like Jake can be respectful and while I'm listening John is saying exactly what I'm thinking it's so nice like as I'm like okay I'm gonna wait for my turn and here comes John bang yeah my I'm I'm gonna be honest my first thought when I looked at that last team was fuck Bunting needs a contract <laughs> <laughs> that was my first thought and, and John said so. exactly what I was thinking <laughs> yeah Bunting needs a contract okay so he's um, making seven ish that's what we're gonna go with. So that's six million more of space needed. That's a couple dollars, isn't it? Um, so what about Dobson? On, uh, Dobson? I think, our... I think Dobson has another. Dobson only cracked the lineup like this year, right? Yes, yeah, like, so. last yeah, year too. Still, yeah, he still has a year. Even crazy. He still has a year. He has another year. Okay, I don't know why I was thinking it was this year. Um, As does Matt Fiala's making right? three. Yeah. So how much more does Fiala make? Uh, Fiala probably gets five, maybe. I don't know. He had a. Fiala's tough. I don't know. He was also he was also a poopy face this year. Yeah. So how much you're gonna say five? So another two million. Yeah, I'm gonna say five. Any yeah. big hot take from that, Dave? I I I have I have no spicy take on Fiala. Okay. I I think he's a little bit raised, but nothing crazy. Okay. Doesn't and... okay. So whatever. What are, what are we looking at? What am I looking at? It's Astapor that we're looking at, right? Yeah, yeah. it's Astapor. He has Miko Koskinen on the bench, so I think whatever he has budgeted, unless he's overcap, which I don't think he is, I think he's fine, because I think Koskinen gets bought out. Koskinen's going to get bought out, and a Getz is going to take a hit. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He's, he's actually got a lot in goalies. But well, wait, doesn't Christian fine. Juice need a contract? What about Sam Maltambo? What about my freshly squeezed juice? He needs that contract. He's in, I think he's gone to Sweden or Switzerland or Finland or something. KHL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Juice wasn't Juice signed for kind of expansion <laughs> bait. Tucker Pullman, yeah. Anyways, he signed Aspor, somewhere. Yeah. Aspor has ten million in cap space, not including the fact that Getz is going to get paid less. And uh, Koskinen is going to get bought out. So unfortunately, continues the kind and, of and the kind of lame trend that a lot of these teams are budgeting appropriately and giving themselves cap space. Sucks. But he yeah. also he doesn't have a full bench either. True. Well, and... he could. Like he's got guys on like in his minors who could be on the bench. High market. Yeah, but that's market. saving him some cap. So probably like yeah, but but, but maybe like a million, million and a half. Like not a whole lot. They're making five hundred thousand dollars, are they? Good contract. Wait, what? what? <laughs> he, needs, he needs two more players on his bench. Put uh, like Kubel and Juice on on the minor or on the on the reserve team. Bang. Okay. <laughs> right, like. Yeah, I'm just I'm just confused at the one million dollar analysis. Two players, one million dollars. Who are they? I mean, like they, they still count like for cap. Do they count kind of for cap a little bit in the minors, or am I absolutely off the goop? No, they should count for zero. Oh, yeah. I'm up a goop. He doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't need one for Costco. He's got guys in his mind. He's got Dubnik and Quick down there. Dubnik for sure, then. 
So Jonathan again, Quick and Dubnik in the minors. Jesus, I'll take one of those too. That'll be great. I'll have a good time. <laughs> I wonder what the the premium is going to be set at in our league for salary retention. I'm interested. I'm interested to see how that plays out. I see it being a very common occurrence. There are some teams who are seriously weaponized to ECAP. I think I have it budgeted right now that I should have two million to spend. So, yeah, I think I have like one point five. If my contract, but that's assuming Calgary doesn't go crazy and give Balamaki like a contract for not doing anything. So, last one, another double header. Over on the Valerian Doom, we have Grubauer, Zach Hyman. Ooh. is making 3.3 Hyman is making 2.25 both in the neighborhood for big raises yeah doesn't Adam Ernie need a contract too like I know this this one could be semi-significant or do you mean Adam Ernie led the Red Wings in goals Adam Ernie yes that yeah. one yeah you might even call him the Michael Bunting of the Red Wings Yes, yeah. but like good at hockey, but has played more than twenty games. Um, I think Ernie gets a couple million, so I don't, I don't know. I don't know what he's really at right now. But wow, I thought where did Poyle go? Who's this generous god? <laughs> well, I don't know. Ernie throwing had a good a, year, man. That's worth a couple a million for a depth guy. Adam Ernie. Like, am I am I crazy, or has twenty six year old Adam Ernie been in the NHL for five years now? I'm sorry, does time served give you more money? Uh, yes. Yes, it does. <laughs> I don't know about that. He had similar stats to Ryan Getzlav this year. Why is Ryan Getzlav getting $4 million and Adam Ernie getting $2 million? I mean, Ryan Getzlav is the leader of the Ducks. Adam Ernie exists on the front of the Why is Ryan Getzlav a leader now, though? He can't I'm skate. Not... It's because he's been in the NHL forever. He's like the identity of the Ducks. Like That's, a, that's not a great comparison. There is he no way Adam Ernie doesn't get one half to two million. I I, I do no think way. Ernie gets two million. So why are you roasting me right now? Because I think it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Bunting gets a million. Ernie gets two million. I think they get real contract. I'm, I'm with these guys. I'm totally honest with you. You what? Sorry. I, I think I think Ernie and Bunting are like like comparable contracts. Comparable to what? They meet each other. They're not comparable players, though. Like maybe this one year, but Ernie gets Ernie immediately gets more because he's been in the league for five years at the age of twenty-six. Get out of here with your reasonable assessment. Oh, I... Is Ernie a Is UFA? Ernie a UFA or an RFA? I want to say he's an RFA. But he did All take right. he took like a like a one or two year nine no three year maybe nine nine seven five weird number. It looks yeah. like it was just one. It was just one for nine nine seven. It was one. Yeah. Twenty five year old UFAs are rare. That's because they don't happen. Because if you're shit, you're a twenty five year old UFA. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only reason. It. That's the only way it happens. Or if you're college. So we will watch with bated breath on who makes more between Michael Bunding and Adam Ernie. But for now, please we'll talk about it happens. We'll talk oh, about Grubauer and Hyman. What's going on over on the Doom? Can they make it work? They, have to, they have to budget for Ernie. 
<laughs> What's Grubauer make now? Like three repeating? Yeah. Yeah. Repeating, of course. Yeah. With a line over it, is what I say. Yeah. Um, Grubauer has to get six seven. or seven, doesn't he? Yeah. I think like Grubauer has to at least look at um what Mark Sergey Bobrovsky. Yeah. Well, they'll look at that, and then the GM will say, "Not like that." And then they'll point at Markstrom and be like, something more like that. And I just want to point it out there, though. Zach Hyman, like 2.25. Yeah, he might get five, but he also scored like, I forget what stat I read, but like like 35% of his goals were scored on an empty net for some reason. He did So have like, take, take that with a grain of salt. And of course, what he's did he score with 15 this year? Yeah. Marner and Matthews. Yeah, I yeah. think it was like his career number or something crazy too. Like the next Joe Thornton, basically. Yeah, Kyle Yamamoto needs a contract. Yamamoto needs one too. Yeah, after his poopy uh, year, as uh, Chris very eloquently put it. Yeah, poopy. Yeah. Um, Yamamoto. What is he? That's shooter, weird because Ashai says Hyman is an accurate shooter, accurate at the open net. At at the open net, yeah. Yeah, I like Yamamoto. I, uh, I honestly felt like Yamamoto played without a stick this year. I, he looked like he, he was, was just... Mad. He was an active guy this year, but he was really good last year. For like 10 games. He had a stretch. He was really good for a stretch. And then he pooched it. Yeah, I kind of like... I, I think he gets a decent deal like on the premise that he had like a sophomore slump and, and does well, but kind of like a bridge deal where it's not a catastrophe if he sucks again. Alright, so we'll give, we'll give Yamamoto 1.5. We'll give Hyman, well, at least double his contract. We'll give him another 2.5. So that puts you at around 4. We need to talk about uh, Pavel Booch. Is Booch? Booch is up. Yeah, he's oh, an RFA. He? Oh, I so this, so this team, this team is, is above the cap then, probably. So they're already at 4 with Hyman and Gams. Booch is making a very reasonable 3.25. you got to think that gets doubled, right? Yeah. I don't know about that. Six. Six. I feel like it starts with a I'm six. Five and a half. He's unappreciated in New York. I think he probably gets six or so. No, 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 no. No, he is not. Booch Until this year. Even last year. He has been. He was first line last year. first line this year. He just actually popped off this year. We love Pavel Bushnevich. We will do everything we can to keep him. So I think. Yeah, but I mean, I just think... If he's playing for another team right now, he gets seven hmm. instead uh, of yeah, I mean, five and a half or six. They have so many, like Kako, Lafreniere. What, like, you give Booch a bunch of money, they're just going to overtake him eventually on the depth chart because they have to. New York looks like idiots. The problem is, like, neither Lafreniere nor uh, Kako are there yet. Lafreniere plays the other side. Kako is still a little bit of a question mark. And New York on the right side is not super strong. The left side is actually used, but. The front office the right moves side. suggest that they're they want to push, right? They want to be competitive now. Yeah. Which means keeping Booch needs to be there. And okay, and Groob, we already agreed you're gonna add about four about million. Four. So that were eight, and then with Booch making about three more, we're at about eleven. What's he at? What's his cap now? That's scary. That's scary. I don't like that. Ten point five. It's not bad because not he's bad. got Zajac. Not when does when does Uyghur's contract end? Uh, this could get scary years. quick. Two more years. Two. Okay, he's fine. Okay. 
Okay, so with Sajak going down to, if, you know, if he resigns for two, maybe three, that's even more. Again, yeah. I think the, the boring answer of this is that the Doom did a pretty good job. I think he's going to be okay. <laughs> As I, I was know. doing this, it just made Adam me feel Ernie, bad. man. It just made me feel bad that my cap is like tight, tight. And everyone else I'm looking at with these big names, they're doing good. They got a lot of I, mean, I have a lot of like, pretty expensive UFAs, so like, I have no idea what my cap's going to be. But Who do you have I coming up? I was, uh, I was ranking basically the, the UFAs by highest cap hit, and I, I didn't get brought over to the Roses. I knew it was so sure you're going to, because I thought this was a hit attack on me. Who do you I, have? I really thought this was no target attack, because I have on? a pretty expensive UFA, who I've been getting fucking clowned on for centuries for. Who's that? Who do you think? Oh, oh. <laughs> Alex. We should do it before and after of Alex Hedler. Yeah, that's why I thought, as soon as you say face of UFAs, I was like, oh no, they're coming for me, aren't they? And then you never did. No, because all that would be is look at all this cap room you're getting back when Edler retires. It's not really that fun, is it? Between him, Bozak, and Smith. Yeah, you've you've auto corrected for a lot of that. You have tons of guys oh, getting well, cuts. Auto corrected, yeah. And you still have three million. You're hell sad. yeah. You've got tons of ELCs. I'm the money man. Should we do Jake's team? Because Jake's team looks pretty up against the wall. Yeah, Jake is at the press of the wall. It, couldn't your team be the one that's like the worst, Jake? Well, I mean, for cap space? That could be an opinion that one could have. Yeah. Yeah. And Someone you're might... also assuming that Joey Anderson and E2 Lewis and. Who's right and played? Who's right and played this year? And. Lundkrantz are in the NHL. Well, no, that was just Lundkrantz is gonna. I'm gonna move Lundkrantz down right now. The uh, the actual guy that should be up there is probably um, Evangelista. If I'm gonna take a minors guy, you think Evangelista Sorry, makes no, national next year? Holloway, Holloway, is that what you're saying? Holloway, Holloway, Holloway. Uh, on purpose? <laughs> no, I like Yusuf uh... Parson and signed a two year extension in his Finnish league, and he's in the NHL before Evangelista. Oof. Uh oh. Holloway, though. Yeah. Has a chance. But, and Luke Ryan is a fourth liner who wasn't playing the playoffs for Florida. I know he didn't get he didn't get in the playoffs. He didn't get in the playoffs. I'm gonna so I'm gonna have catch. to make some moves. I'm gonna have to make some moves. I got a little bit greedy. If anybody wants to weaponize some cap against Jake. I don't think I, I have a couple have million take... I could give you Jake. I don't <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna have to lose, but I've got Ryan. <laughs> Ryan. Ryan. Hi, Thanks, Jake. Ryan. I'm here for you. That's nice. Where's his emoji? I'm going to give him one. Um, I'm going to buy Crosby, John. My, my cap is good. I would also buy Crosby. He doesn't have Crosby, but I suck. He doesn't have Crosby, does he? No, I, I have Crosby. No, the roses. Oh. Have. Don't buy Barkov. I'm not selling Barkov. Get out of here with your Barkov offers. Yeah, you really have four guys in your lineup who are making less than a million. And you're still like absolutely pressed to the ceiling. Well, I think that's at, that's a that's a low amount. I did not maximize my ELCs. I did not draft for ELCs as much as I should have. This has been a learning process, guys. Yeah, you know, I got. I mean, you do have. Really I think I'm good right up until Ty Smith needs a contract, and then I'm. I think I'm out. Which is one more year, two more years, two years. Oh, but then, then. Dickhead comes off to Kopitar, I think. I think Kopitar comes off the same year Ty Smith goes. No. I'm basically, once my young guys are needing contracts, the guys on my team who are good are going to be old and garbage, so. In a decent spot. 
Well, thanks, guys, for not allowing me to just expertly avoid talking about my team's cap situation. Thanks for not yeah. letting me... Or off lack off. thereof. Really, really appreciate it. Talking on you. Really appreciate it. Kopitar has three years left. Okay, well, there's somebody that comes off at the same time. Hits. Jordano or Riley? No. Those both Maybe I'm one. fucking crazy. Maybe I'm crazy. You're right. Jordano's next year. Riley's two years, maybe? No, Riley's the UFA after next year. So Gio yeah. and Riley. Okay. And there's, well, there's somebody. There's some <laughs> expertly planned cap right here. Oh, yeah. That's all I got. Oh, yeah. So, thought we were going to compare two teams. Well, were we so, do so that? The last thing we're going to talk about. So last oh. week we talked about Cahor and Iron Island. And then we talked about the Sphinx of the Doom. And this week we're going to talk about Ashai and Ibn. Let's talk about these two. Matchup scheduled for the start of the season. Opening week. Who do you think is going to take it? Is there a reason why you picked this matchup? Uh, I thought that the teams had things to talk about. There weren't many more matchups that were like rivalries. So I just thought, mm -hmm. we'll just talk about some teams that have things to talk about. Thai is other Chris, right? Yeah. Yeah. Chris okay, won. so Ibn wins. No, not Ibn wins. <laughs> I mean... I, I am inclined to go go shadow on this one. What's why mean that way? So I mean, they, they have a lot of guys who were producing like like obviously quite well and should keep that way. Like Shifey, like Strouchek, that defenseman who are like going to get points, like Letty and Orlov, or they're going to get you points. And like and then, Pod, Pod Coles and and. Well, and that's the thing and, is he's got a couple. He's got some young guys where if even one of them hits, then. He's in good shape, whether it's like for whether it's formation, whether it's not for near, whether it's Pod Colson. You think Pod Pod's in the NHL next year? I, I yeah. think he could be. Yeah, for sure. Like I, I think he's good enough to just jump right to the the big club. Yeah, but I don't think there's room for him in the top six. Well, that's, he doesn't need to be top six to start. I know, but you'd think they'd want him to be there, wouldn't you? Oh, maybe, but like, even you just even you just jump on the third line just to get him like acclimated to North America. Yeah, Kevin makes a good point that I mean. Pearson was playing on the left wing, but Pearson was top six. So there's some shuffling that can be done. You Okay, pod guarantee on the team. Nobody's guaranteed unless you've already played in the NHL for a year. Things happen. Like, Th Tomasino is a guaranteed next year, too, but, like, things happen. Like, Fiala was a guaranteed roster spot in Nashville for, like, three years before he finally cracked it. The only guaranteed is, like, if you're first overall, like, left line, yeah. I also have no idea what's going to happen with him because he was putting... He's like, close to guarantee, but... Okay, but so like, predict. here's my thing: if you put Pod in the top six, you you play him with Horvat and just keep punishing Horvat and not give him line mates, because like you got to keep the top line together. They're crazy. Are you saying that Pod is a deficit to be a line weight myth just because he's a rookie? No, no, no. So this is what I'm saying: Horvat has never had a line mate in his life, really. Like he he's been that second line center tasked with defensive things. So if you throw if you throw Pod on his line, there's going to be growing pains. Same with uh, Hoglander. Like, and do you just give Horvat to an experienced guys again? Because that yeah. didn't really work that well this year. Horvat had like his worst year of his career. What do you do alternatively then? I like I th I think you keep Pearson in the top six. That's just what I'm commenting on. But they've so their top six for a year is going to be Patterson, Horvat in the, in the middle, Besser on the right. And then Miller, Miller, right? 
But Miller's also been playing on the left. Miller could play left wing on that top line. And then Hoglander that's, that's was playing. Yeah, that's what I mean. Hoglander was playing on the left, right? Yes. So, uh, no. Wait, I'm trying to think of where Hoglander was. Was he on the right or the left? Chris is saying I feel like was he, on the left. I feel like he was on the Yeah, I feel like he was on the left. And then you have Pearson. So. But like, so Horvat gets tasked with the tough defensive minutes. Do you throw Pod Colson and Hoglander on with Horvat? Probably not. You can always put Hog and Besser from John here. Hog, Horvat, Miller. I mean, that kind of works, but the top top line of Miller, Pedersen, Besser was insane. But will Pod Colson play left wing? I thought he was right winger. I also thought he was right wing. We could always have Hoglander up there, and then Miller on the left on the second line, and Pod Colson right winger on the second line. Yeah. So Miller might Pod be three C. I highly doubt yeah. Miller's. You can't 3C. waste Miller on on the third line. I've heard that. I've heard that there was an athletic article about the idea of putting Miller as three C. Really? Yeah. That seems crazy to me. And even if he is the three C, he's still playing eighteen minutes a night. It doesn't. He's yeah. kind of a three C, but not really. I just think you're going to have a hard time finding a spot for Pod in the top six, and I feel like you'd want him to get acclimated to North American ice first in the AHL. Yeah, I think you give him like like third line minutes and see how he does. I like that, la, that like, and up? it's the same thing with Pod. Like last year, everyone was like, "Who's dickhead for Anaheim?" Zegras was guaranteed, and when I said no in my other leagues, like they'll play some AHL time, they shunned me and basically yelled at me. Honestly, and I couldn't no, even no. say I told you so because like everyone would have just killed me. Miller and Pod Colson on the third line, like to start the year, is actually a pretty sweet move. Yes, Pod is a better prospect than Hog- Hoglander. Of course he is, but like, you can't just throw your your prospects into top line minutes immediately all the time. It doesn't really work. You know, like Lafreniere did better on the first line when Kreider got hurt, but of course he was the first overall pick. Yeah, exactly. That's a little bit different. I gotta start keeping track of the Chris hot takes. So Chris got, hot takes. Okay, they're not even hot takes. You guys are the ones with the hot takes. I'm just disputing them. Already in bunting. Pod guaranteed Pod. full-time NHL next year? No, absolutely not. I think basically an AHL counter player. 82 games. We've got a lot to follow up on. This is great. Degris played how many games this year? Like 20. Like less than 20, wasn't it? Or, or am I fucking way out to lunch? 24. Half the okay, season. 24 games. That's not full-time. Also, can I say with this uh, with this shadow team, there's no guarantee that Kevin Rooney has been playing next year. Yes, Caproni in his center lineup for a shadow. There is no That's guarantee. also true, yeah. Like And like I'm not talking shit about Pod Colson, by the way. He's a sick prospect. But like no nobody unless you have like super crazy pedigree and your fan base would kill you is guaranteed to be in the NHL when you're twenty years old. That's just how it works. So we do like we do like Rooney, don't get me wrong, but there are a lot of guys who can challenge that fourth center spot. So I don't know if he stays there. So Chris, are you saying that you are considering the possible holes in the starting lineup to be a deciding factor in who's going to take this first week matchup between Ashai and Ibn? Does yeah, that that's, that was my take on it. Okay. But I mean, like, if they do make it, he's got a shot, but I think Ibn has a little bit of a stronger chance. Just with how I, I think it's like poker, though. Like, one card changes and you're all of a sudden a better team. Uh, and it is tough because like we are talking a first week matchup, so like, 
Jensen of like Paul Coles and producing in his very first league with the with the Canucks is like his goalies are also Tuukka Rask and Peter Mrazek. Like I'll just put that out there. Tuukka Rask isn't playing at the start of next year. That's not happening. He just had surgery. Mm-hmm. And Peter Mrazek, where's he playing? He'll be a backup somewhere. I mean, unless he, he goes seven ten. Is that a I king? Think... I had not heard that. What Mrazek to Edmonton? It, I mean, that's a possibility, and I would be here for it. Ooh, is a one? I, I yeah. Think... Mar- Mrazek will be a one A or a one B somewhere, but does that mean like if Mrazek goes to Edmonton, does he start game one? Yeah. Pro like over Smith. Over like a, a, a four year Smith, yeah. I, I think it's Mrazek Smith one A one B. If if he goes to Edmonton, of course. But then it's a fifty fifty. And if Edmonton only plays two games in that first week, you have one you have one game with a goalie, right? So I mean, but, but then that's a struggle with a lot of teams, right? Like very few teams have like established like this is the guy who's playing, which is why so many goalies went so early. But yeah. Also, I just want to point out, Mrazek has only had one solid year in the last like ten, not it ten, on, but like was on the six or seven. I also want to point out team. that like Ken Holland grabbing Peter Mrazek just like feels so lightly to me. I think I think that Detroit's not gonna go for anyone big. They're just gonna bring back. They still have Grice, and they're gonna bring back um, Bernier. Holland's on Edmonton. I'm sorry. I, I yeah. went back to 2016 for a minute there. And, that, and that's why I brought up Holland. Because like, yeah, that's Mraz good. Detroit when Holland was there. That's good. That's not a bad take. See, Chris, that's how you make a take. All right? So what? next time you're going to make a take, just think about... Well, I didn't. I says, wasn't even listening to Dave's take, but I'm oh, sure awesome. it was great. Good, I'm sure it was great, though, Dave. I'm sorry. Okay, I was so looking up stats. You guys each get a pick. Who's going to win this week? Shadow. I'm I'm gonna go opposite. I'm gonna go Ibn. All right. All right. One point, Chris. Zero points, Dave. Let's go. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I don't know. Let's look at the uh, miners' rosters for both of these teams. Who stands out as having a little bit more depth than miners? I mean, I have a few guys who I wanted like kind of recently, which annoys me. I was gonna take Simon Tybal. I was gonna take Fairbrother. He sniped yeah. Alexia from me, as well. I wanted Alexeyev. Okay, so I just want to point out as well, Asai has a really established decor. Yes. Super, super established. And he has no forward prospects. They're all defense. Trades are trades. I was going to say. Trades are, trades are trades. But, like, are trades trades? Okay, hmm. hey, hold on. <laughs> Hot take. Interesting. Basically more words than just trades. But, like, can you, like that's, just, that's just what I'm saying. Like, if we're just looking at it right now, I would say Ibn is probably more set up. I'm not trying to trash Chris. I feel bad. He has the same name as me. Listen, I mean, Chris, Chris can not win a single matchup this year, and he's still... Zero. <laughs> 0-40. Oh, I think, like, so some of, like, Chris has some, like, good pro- prospects, but they're, like, further away. Like, Muka Doolin is still a couple years away. I think Ibn has, like, the higher quality prospects, but I think... Really? Well, yeah. Who stands I mean, he's out? got Peyton Krabs. He's got Studnika. He's got Paling. Paling, Paling's been kind of hasn't he? He's been drifting. Paling's yeah. at a, Paling was a point per game in the HL this year. Fair enough. I just I don't know that um, Bergevin was on record saying that Montreal is not thinking that Paling is going to be a top six player in the NHL. They're projecting him now to be bottom. Well, I mean, he's only twenty. He's twenty one now, isn't he? Twenty one, twenty two. Twenty two. Twenty two. And he was just at a point per game. So, yeah, I would assume he'd probably be a 3C, maybe? Which, again, has value. It's good. Yeah. But, like, who... 
I don't know, who can you look at yeah. over there and just assume they're going to be a third-line player? Like, nobody, really. Third, like, I, look at his I forwards. Really like, I really like Philip Rober. Oh, yeah, he's a good defenseman, but is he is he good in fantasy or is he better in real life? I mean, like, I, but it depends, though, because like we, we're kind of tuned our, def- our defensemen to actually be, like, useful. I, I know, think. I know, but, like, normally defensive defenseman prospects take a longer time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Chernak, for example. Right, but Chernak is dropping, like, a very, like, very cool, like, five and a half points a game or something stupid. Fantasy-wise. Yeah, but he just broke in this year, really. He just broke out. You know yeah. what I mean? Right, but, like, but, like, I, I think Brobert like will like play and produce for. Edmonton, like... I, I guess okay. So I'm looking at this differently than you guys. I guess so. John's including, yeah, like Forman and then Laughlin. Yeah, I'm not I including them because I'm talking about people who are going to have to come up to replace. So I guess I guess that's. I guess you're right. He has Zegris. He has Zegris and Laughlin. Yeah, but if I'm talking about people who aren't in the NHL and like just his minors roster, Asai Asai has better young young kids. But well, yeah, better I, minors because I like, think his replacement is still nineteen, but Gold is still nineteen. Yeah, but I think after you get out of his main roster, I think Ibn has stronger. Yeah, stronger minor system, but worse prospects overall. Yes, yes, okay, I I can agree with that. I'm not going to hot take that one. I'll, I'll say, uh, Hugo Allfeld is a pretty sweet prospect for for Chris. I remember that when Chris grabbed him, he was gonna. I thought to myself. I don't really want to take the goalie next, but if Allenfeld makes it to me, I was going to take him. We like he's also got Burden. He and I were staring down goalies for like our next pick, and then like five went. It was so sad. He was one. Ibn, of them. Ibn does have a few Vegas prospects, but the ones that he has, Duggan, um, who was the other one I was looking at, uh, and Krebs. Krebs has already played in the NHL. Like yeah, Cody Glass is there too, so he needs a spot before Krebs. But like, Krebs has already played in the NHL, so that just shows how high Vegas is on him. And he plays like the Vegas style too. Glass has been out all year. Yeah, Glass has been out all year, but you're not going to keep one of your top prospects out forever. They trade him before that. So it sounds like so it sounds like for minors systems, not necessarily minors eligible players or youth or or that kind of stuff, but looking at the minor system. We're leaning towards giving Ibn a bit of an edge. Yes, that's what I would say. Okay, that's because like, like uh, Asai's Asai needs his prospects to be playing this year, or he's not competitive. He's always not fueling a team. Yes, so like that's the that's the difference. So like his prospects are already in the NHL. I do get the sense that Asai is going to be better year two than year one. Yes, hundred yeah. percent. And like 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 still set up well to like be a good team next year but there'll be a noticeable difference in how much better the team is in year two compared to year one i would assume so yeah yeah it does depend too because like if if his more established guys produce well to start he could chuck some of these more like prospect guys for like insane value if he wanted to absolutely go for it and made a really quick transition who would you say are his blue chip prospects and we're not going to count Lafreniere and Seacrest because those are just rosters guys like you're gonna have to make big deals for that but within the minors I mean, I mean, I mean those, those are does, does he have guys. does he have a blue chip guy outside of them well that's my question no, like, are, I don't think so there's no promise that either of them like produce super well next year but you could trade Lafreniere for like the absolute like house same with Seacrest really I, um, I, I, I'll, I'll say right now I'm pretty high on Formanton and, and Paul Coles if you're totally honest I'm also 
Um, so blue chip prospects, I don't really think he has any, but A prospects, there's probably Alexeyev, Broberg. Mm-hmm. Alexeyev, Broberg, mm-hmm. yeah. I think I agree. Oh, yes, yes, John, Poe. Pod is a blue chip, we know, but he's on his NHL roster. How do we, as a people, think about uh, Shakir McMadoulin? I'm very curious to what people think about him. He'll be a fifth or sixth defenseman, for sure. Yeah. But I don't think he's much more than that. The Devils got giga sniped by the Rangers when they traded out to get Schneider, and they picked McMadoulin. Yeah, I've, I had read that as well. Yeah, like, we had no business trade out. Like, we, we have right to miss coming out the actual ass, and we just kind of. But Dave, me. remember, remember a wise man once said. Trades are trades. Trades, trades are trades. trades, and trades yes. are trades. What was the what was it? What was the other thing that that wise man said? I don't know. Something like we should take Alex Edler here. He probably said that one time. It's <laughs> yeah, a pretty good take too. <laughs> do you think he said that? I did say that. Or do you think he said, "Oops"? <laughs> I don't know. I I I, I actually said both those things. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think Asai's blue chip prospects are his NHL players too. So. Yeah. And I normally like differentiate them a little bit. And then, so what? And, looking at Ibn, what's going on there? Studnika and Krabs are blue chip prospects for sure. I don't. I think that's it though. Are we gonna count Barry Hayden? He's in the NHL, and I just excluded. Are I mean, gave, yes, technically. Are we gave Colson, or we gave. I uh, know. I said. I said. I'm not counting those. Um, but yes, yes, Hayden would be a blue chip. Pod Colson would be a blue chip. Lafreniere would be blue chip. Right. Zgrass, and then. Formenton kind of in the conversation. Formenton's an A prospect. I don't think he's a blue chip. Okay. He's like I think he's around the border between the two. I think he's like really good. Chris is he's kind of like in. he's kind of like Duggan now. What what happened? Sorry. Other Chris. Chris oh, is typing. Uh oh. Formenton's not a gatekeeper to blue chip. Ooh. Stud, Studnica is not a blue chip. Do we? Um, how do we feel about Chris's take that Michelli is a better prospect than Studnica? As a Bruins fan, I've been disappointed with how Stunnika hasn't sticked, and he hasn't really stuck. Stuck, stuck is the word. And, yep, it is. Uh, he hasn't he hasn't looked really great in his time in the NHL. So, I've been wary of how much to expect from Stunnika. Aside from like maybe a little bit better, like like I would say significantly worse than Bergeron. Didn't like, he get like one or two looks though, and then he's got some extended like, okay, looks, see tomorrow. but. He hasn't really made a lot out of it. Even playing on the top line, he was taking past the spot for a while. Didn't really look like he was doing anything. Not. not I still. I still still think he has a talent. Maselli is a better prospect than Stedinka. I mean, he's 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 basically a point per game in Finland Liga, so that's pretty good. It's like he only had like thirty points, didn't he? Huh? I don't think you can call anyone. A better prospect than a guy who put up almost a point per game in the A before they come to the A and do it, unless they're like a high draft pick. I don't know. I don't know, but I mean, like going point per game in Liga is like if he's, 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 he's yeah, he, if he's fully in the Liga, that's pretty good. Like you got to take that at face value in, when yeah. you compare, comparing it to whatever AHL production that you're. Yes, but to, to say Maselli is a blue chip prospect, like. Is, but is, but like, the argument is there for it for sure. Yeah, like, I, would you I, say Yuso Parsonen is a blue chip prospect? He was taken in the seventh round. No, but there eventually comes a time where draft position is starts it, to matter less. I would, yeah, but I would say, I would say Maselli is an A and Studnica is 
I would say Stednica, if he doesn't produce next year, loses his blue chip. But I think for now he is. Like, same as Jordan Cairo. Jordan Cairo came up and had a couple auditions. He had crazy talent, but he just never put it together. And then this year he did. Yeah. He's like 23 years old. So I think yeah. I think Stadnica has one more year left of his blue chip status before he, you decide he's not. And I think Maselli's just like an A prospect. He's good, but... Yeah, I think, and I think I agree with Lee, and I think I agree with yeah. Lewis. If I had to pick one, I would pick Maselli. I would pick Maselli. I just, I don't know. There's just so many, so many players who have put out that, those points in the Liga, and Stadnica did it in the AHL, and then when he broke into the AH, the NHL, he didn't work out. I think Liga, the Liga's better than the AHL. I, I had thought that. Definitely. It's, a different, it's a different game. I, I don't, than the I don't, American I wouldn't game. fucking think so. Oh. I don't I'm think like, it's even close. I'm adding this like, to the list. That the league is not a better league than the AHL. The AHL is definitely the second best league in the, the world. We got you got John on your side. Yeah. The the KH the, I mean the KHL is going to have the higher end talent, but after that you have a bunch of nobodies who failed out in the NHL or the AHL. So like the KHL has higher end than the AHL, but after that it drops off significantly. There's so, just so many people who've come over from the Liga after putting up 30 points in 50 games or whatever he did and just not done anything. So let's let's wrap up with a take. Which of these two are playoff teams? Are they both? Are they neither? Are these playoff teams? Uh, what division are they in? They're, uh, they're both. Are, like, are they're either both of them in my division? Uh, no. They're both they SOPs. Okay, did I just hear that right? No, like I'm, I'm worried in my division, man. Oh, like, oh, I thought, I thought that was you being like, I'm so good if you're in my division. No, no, like, <laughs> like I'm gonna be honest, my division is stacked. Like every it, single it, one of the teams in my division, I'm like, I look at and I'm like, wow, I could lose to them pretty easily. Like it could go either way. So like I'm worried about my own division, and I think my team is pretty good, and like. Yeah. My personal pick for like my favorite to win it is in your division. Thank you, Dave. I appreciate that. That's a nice thing. <laughs> I wish I could. I wish I could. I wish I could give you that right now, but I can't. I like if I had to pick someone to win your one, it would be like other than myself, it would be John. And that's not yeah. even saying that I would pick myself, but yeah, year one after year one or two, he's screwed. But I have, I have, uh, I, I have Joel with Larry and Doom. Oh, yeah. What team was he? Valerian Doom. Valerian Doom. Yeah, he's got a good team too. And then they're like, they're in my division, so like I'm nervous. Yeah, saying, yeah they're they're in my pick, and they're all they're also in my division. Yeah. So so we're totally avoiding the question that was posed, but that's okay. Well, what so, was it? Right. so let's change. Yeah, yeah. These two these two uh, teams are the same division. Who finishes higher up in the division? Let's just call it that. Who at the end of the okay. year? Let's avoid the matchup uh, question. Let's give the benefit of trades yeah. and. Returning from injury and prospect development. And Benefit of trade. So now we have to comment on how smart they are too. Um, so who do you think? Chris is Chris is a smart fella. I don't know. Uh, I I I think I, I think I have Chris. My heart wants to say Ibn. Is that just because you want to be the superior Chris, or do you actually think it's Ibn? No, my heart wants to say Ibn does. Yeah. Ibn Ibn. But has... I think they're t- I think they're close. Yeah, I, I think I think so too. I think like. 
productive. I just like to play with less question marks. That's why I'm giving it to Ibn. I I, I think like uh, Chris hits at least one, probably two of Forment and Lafreniere, Ziegrass, Pug Colson producing like pretty good numbers for him. I and think that's what would decide that for me too. Is if if he has those guys make big steps. Then yeah. his team said that I, I'm gonna be honest. I just looked at the time, and I work in 17 minutes. All right. Well, oh. it's and great. it's a seven minute walk from my house, so I'm gonna go jump in the shower. So it was great to talk to you guys. We did a great job of keeping this one shorter, right? No. Um, well, it would have been shorter if somebody wasn't playing. <laughs> <laughs> thanks to everybody who was listening live. Uh, if you're listening on the recording, thank you as well. Uh, we'll let you know when the next one is up, and. We don't have anything to sign off with. We'll have to think about that. Chris has already left the building. Chris has already left the building. Well, maybe I'll just cut this kind of like soprano style. Just